then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. folks howdy i am phil and i'm kyle and we are the unsociableists it's been a hot minute since we did one of these uh we wanted to come to you today with a reading season no i'm just fucking with you <laughs> it's what you've all been waiting for zorzan and aglob and their adventures through space yeah we i would spend uh, almost 10 months since we did part one i believe and uh yeah, really? i promised you the next part in april and that definitely happened yeah and you all just uh let's go ahead and uh, cnn memory hole this and uh Re- rewrite fic- rewrite reality to suit our fiction. But in all seriousness, uh, I, I know we we I know we had that hiatus. We got a little burnt out, but I'm glad we got this finished. And I think that the products we came out with is well worth listening to. I hope you're all going to enjoy it as much as uh, I enjoy stroking my own ego over it. <laughs> Maybe not the best way to phrase that. <laughs> eh, eh, if, if people want to think dirty thoughts, that's their problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, but seriously, I think that it came out good. I think that it's well worth listening to, and I hope you all enjoy it. So uh, we'll be doing a news blast at the end of this, but for now, I guess, without further ado, we should let you get into it. Here is part two of the Zorzan and Aglob movie, The Menace of Mockrath. Warning. The following presentation is not the same televised rating as the show it's based on. It contains themes and language that may be distressing for young children. Viewer discretion is advised. Previously on Zors on an Aglob. Charging the extraction beam. Don't, don't. Firing. <laughs> the channel. Greetings, puny life forms! I don't think this is a good idea. I'm helping someone in need, Agla. Agla, I'll follow in his ship. I'll see you in the Mini Solar IPD HQ. Hello, Mini Solar Police! My name is Aglob from the planet Erko. I have hailed you with information on a known intergalactic criminal. Mockrath! Oh, jeez, did you say Mockrath? Our intergalactic law enforcement procedures are pretty clear that we're not supposed to be messing with him. Our scan shows that your craft belongs to Old Galore the Destroyer? We're gonna have to bring you guys in. Initiating evasive maneuvers. Mini Solar PD, please send a squad to this checkpoint to apprehend a Corgolian vessel currently fleeing. I'm not going to let you arrest my friend. We're only trying to help. Oh, oh dear. The other one has me locked on. Go ahead and flee the scene. I'll plead my case and work through the system, and I'll meet up with you when this all blows over. Actually, I do hate to break it to you there, but we're just going to shoot you down. I don't think so. Activating high-impact missile. Zorzon, you just murdered that officer! They were a part of a corrupt system and were getting ready to kill you. I'll meet you at the Galactic Central Library. What about this? It's apparently a record of some hermit. Looks like there's rumors he made the most powerful laser weapons in the galaxy. There's rumors of a cosmic entity on the far reaches of the known universe that supposedly has a level of hyper-condensed power akin to a deity. I hate to say it, but I think our best bet is to look into that weapons maker. One kill wasn't enough for you, Zorzan? Don't put that on me, Aglob. I saved your life. Maybe it's time for you to grow up. I think it's time for you and Algalore to get going.
this is the place? I think so. Due to how vague those records were, it's not exactly easy to tell. I can safely say that this planet would be a perfect spot to be a weaponsmith. Nearly 90% of the interior is made up of rare metals that would be perfect for conducting energy. Oh, fantastic! Nothing better than using rare materials to build weapons. I mean, clean, self-restorative power might be a better use, but... Olgalor, you have some really terrible opinions. Honestly, hanging out with you has made me second-guess all of my actions. Man, I... I miss Oglob. Oh, hey, Zorzel, don't worry about it. I'll be here to have conversations about whatever dumb stuff you want to talk about. I mean, I honestly wasn't listening. I was too busy looking at that tiny little shack down there, but... That certainly is an odd building. How is it made of wood? I haven't seen any plant life on this planet. Ah, you think too much, Zorzel. I'm gonna go knock and introduce myself. To the pathetic beings who live here. Tremble, you now face the wrath of Ulgalore the Destroyer! Man, what did I tell you about easing up? Sorry, no wrath here, we're just a couple of folks looking for a weapons maker. I knew it! Aliens! You've come to probe my rectum, hadn't you? What? No, that's gross! Ugh, it's weird that's your first thought. Wait, is, is this guy seriously implying we're the first species outside of his own that he's ever made contact with? That seems unlikely. Y'all aliens can't trick me! You wanna suck my brains out with a straw! Oh, I actually did that once. Honestly, kind of a pain in the ass. Didn't taste very good. I'd give the experience a 3 out of 10. I assure you we... Um... We come in peace. We're just looking for weapons powerful enough to pierce titanium hulls. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? I... I literally did. Well, come on in! Wait, you build everything in this little rundown shack? It's barely big enough for me to fit through the door! Ah, oh, nah, I just put all that up there to trick the aliens. I got a layer of tinfoil over my secret hatch so they can't detect me. Of course, how simple yet ingenious. Tinfoil, the one substance that even the strongest sensor array can't pass through. You're more clever than you let on, old man. Hey, why you gotta bring age into this? Oh, sorry about my butt there. He can be a bit insensitive. You're a literal war criminal. Well, maybe if you didn't go around casting judgments with statements like that, you wouldn't have pushed that glob glob guy away. Whoa, hey, hold your horses, fellers. It seems like y'all have beef that needs to be squashed. Did you want to come back around some other time? No. My apologies, we... Kind of got off on the wrong foot. Now, what's your name, friend? My name's Old Man. Then why were you offended by... You know, never mind, never mind. It doesn't matter. Please, may we come in and look at your wares? Why does it matter what I wears? Uh, I think he means can we see all the guns? Oh, right, of course. Well, stand back. The ground might be a little shaky while this hatch is opening. Oh, I think I died and went to heaven. Look at all these weapons. It is a pretty fascinating assortment. Now, did y'all say something about piercing titanium plating? Huh? Oh, yeah, sorry, uh, I was just entranced by this display. There are more explosives here than my entire planet stockade has. And... Shut up, you're crying, leave me alone! You folks got some real issues. Now look, 
This condensed super collision beam should be exactly what you're looking for. Uh, thank you. Uh, what do we owe you for this? I don't got no use for money. I make weapons for the joy it brings to the universe. See, this guy gets it. What a beautiful philosophy. Yeah, uh, truly touching. Look, we appreciate your help. If there's anything we can do in the future, let us know. For now, though, we need to get this installed for our next time that we run into... Alerts! Alerts! Hostile ship inbound! Greetings to the three life forms on this planet. I can't help but notice you're sitting on a tremendous amount of resources. I hope you don't mind if I help myself. Let him! I'll kill him! There's no time to get this beam online. We have to get off the planet now. Come on, old man. Aliens! You ain't taking my stuff! Uh, fine. Olgalore, leave him. Well, without further ado, activating the harvesting process. Oh, what's this? A vessel attempting to leave the airspace? How foolish. Thinking they could escape undetected from such a tiny planet. Direct a beam online. Now, who do we have here? You remember me, you bastard! Ah, uh, yes. The moody fellow who was all sad that I murdered his family. Well, don't worry. You'll be joining them soon. You won't get away with this, Mockrath. Even if you end us, my friend Oglob will find a way to destroy you. Oh, you seem familiar, too. You say this Oglob fellow will be my downfall? It hardly seems likely, but no reason to risk it. Congratulations! You've just gotten yourself promoted from dead to prisoner. After all, live bait always works best. The Adventures of Zorzan and Oglob, The Menace of Mothrath. New from the company that makes safe electric cars with no ulterior motive whatsoever, it's the self-driving Coilo Mark III. The smartest car on the market, the Mark III, can detect what you're thinking while you're sitting inside of it. If you have any illegal thoughts, it can even lock you in and reroute straight to the nearest police station. As an added bonus, the resource gathering to make the Mark III uses 12% more slave labor than the previous model. Model. To top it all off, our factory testing only had catastrophic crashes in slightly less than half of all road conditions. So, head to your nearest Coilo dealer and get the Coilo Mark III so you can stop worrying about whether you can afford the rising gas prices. Starting at just $300,000, Coilo. Can you believe the slogan is actually ride-free? Like, for real. Right now, for reasons nobody could possibly hope to know, thousands of children are suffering in Syria. It may not seem like there's anything that can be done about it, but that's where we come in. We're the Feel Good Foundation. For just $4 a day, you could provide food and shelter to a Syrian family. If you send us a recurring donation of $120 a month, you can have the smug satisfaction of feeling like a good person. And we can write it off in our taxes, or maybe buy ourselves something cool. Who's to say where that money goes? What we can say is the Feel Good Foundation is dedicated to making our contributors think they're making a difference against whatever imperialist forces might be causing third world misery. I mean, 
It's probably Russia, right? The Feel Good Foundation. Smugness is just a phone call away. Handfruit is presenting its most innovative phone to date. The ePhone 16X-SNI-22. This new smartphone blows our previous model out of the water. It now has 12 different cameras. They're all different resolutions for some indiscernible reason. Also, we increased the size by 0.1 inch, which makes no practical difference, but allows us to brag about it being a bigger phone. Now don't worry. We'll start shrinking them again soon and the cycle can repeat. We've made no hardware changes from our last model because by now, you should all have enough memory and storage space. Don't think you need a new phone? Don't worry. We've made sure that any previous e-phone models will self-destruct in the next month. So head to your local hand fruit store and buy an e-phone 16X-SNI-22. Hand fruit. Think different model numbers and really nothing else. We now return to our scheduled program. Killing an absolutely innocent officer before fleeing the scene. All interstellar travelers are to consider Zorzan Thritsko armed and dangerous, and are encouraged to call the authorities should they spot him. For ENN, the ERCO News Network, this has been Blipso Wargle. Officer was far from innocent. He was planning to murder me to save himself some paperwork. I know I have spent a minimal amount of time at home recently, but I do not recall there being so much propaganda in our news cycle. I believed us to be above it. Oh, you always think there is an agenda when that doesn't fit your lived experience. The mini solar cops are good guys. I think seeing the corrupt cops in that earth media you like has turned you all around. Easy on him, Frimble. He's had a traumatic experience. Still, I'm glad that little running with the law got my little Augie to come home for a change. Oh, uh, wait. Zorzon, isn't that your purple friend? I always knew he was bad news. Leave it to a purple guy to kill an upstanding officer. <sighs> Grandfather, as always, your opinions on skin tone are unacceptable. Anyways, Sorzon saved my life. I do not care if you'd rather believe the hollow screen than your own kin. I know what happened. Of course, dear. We're just here to support you. Now, eat your dinner before it gets cold. <sighs> I do appreciate the home-cooked meal, Mother, but I do not believe I will be staying long. I am truly worried about my friend and believe he may be heading down a violent path. I intend to leave soon and track him down. Now hold on, mister. I bought that starship for you and you nearly got it impounded by the police the last time you were out. There is no way I am letting you go out after a stunt like that. I am officially reclaiming it. The boy needs some space god in his life. That's what I think. Oh, Dad, you and your fictional space deities. It's just the one, and it's real. Oh, wait, Grandfather, are you serious? I read about a space deity recently, and I believe he may be capable of aiding me in stopping Mokrath's reign of terror. Do you have any idea where I might find it? Don't listen to him, sweetie. Your grandpa has some antiquated nonsense in his head. Anyway, I already told you there is no need for you to be worrying about Mockrath. 
He's not a great guy, but he will never attack here. Erko is part of the Intergalactic Treaty Organization. As long as IGTO has our back, he would not dare to try anything here. I know you will just blame it on my exposure to Earth culture, but I am beginning to believe that the IGTO may not be as ideal of an organization as our species is led to believe. If they truly wanted to, they could bring infinite renewable resources to all intelligent life, but they seem to want to protect their interests more. Anyway, Grandfather, I would very much like to hear more about what you know of this space god. Finally, you're coming around, boy. Now, I don't know where you can find him. The best way to learn all about space god is in the old holy text. And mind you, only the version of the holy text that I like. Don't go reading any of those other versions of the exact same stories like the ones those purple folks use in. Oh, definitely. Don't look at the Greenies version. Grandfather, I find that term to be incredibly unacceptable. I am seeking your wisdom, but your archaic views are so pivotal to the discussion that I think I might search for answers elsewhere. Uh, your generation has no respect. It doesn't matter anyway. I don't have my copy of the text handy. Our library should have them. We used to call them the Scophic. You'd be wasting your time. It was just a bunch of old stories. Perhaps, but I am willing to put in the effort, even if my desired outcome is astronomically unlikely. I shall take the high-speed teleportation matrix to the library and be back soon. I don't know why you feel the need to bring up your silly old religion, Dad. You know how excitable Oglob gets about that sort of thing. He's always had such an active imagination. I have returned with copies of the Scofek, as well as the Piflon and Truquox. I am hoping to find consistencies between them that will enlighten me as to where I can find... What did I tell you? Reading those other versions is going to give you funny ideas. Now, you listen here. Attention, citizens of Planet Erko. This transmission is intended for one Oglob Quexig. I, the mighty Makrath, have captured your friends, and I am demanding that you willingly submit yourself to me. I will be entering your planet's airspace very soon. Should you not have surrendered by then, I will have no choice but to destroy your planet. Ah, uh, he's bluffing. No way he'd risk starting a war with the IGTO. Who believe I wouldn't do it? My vessel has recently undergone some incredible upgrades. I am mightier than any armada that can be thrown at me. To Aglob, perhaps you seek proof that I have your friends. Allow me to shift hollow focus to them. Aglob, Mockrath is too dangerous. Run! Yes, or sounds right! Don't listen to anything this bastard says! You can't defeat him, and he'll just destroy the planet anyway. Find a new star system and try to live comfortably. Well, that's enough of that. Now, the joy of two hostages is that I don't need both. To show you that I am serious... No! Oglop, run! We, we need to flee! Come on, everyone aboard the ship! I told you I am not letting you fly that thing. Just turn yourself in, you ungrateful little whelp! Dad, you can't talk to my son like that! Now don't worry, he's bluffing, sweetie. I know you miss your friend Zorzon, but you can always make new friends. My apologies, family, but I must find a way to end this. I love you all dearly. And I will make this right, I promise. Hey, get back here with that control panel. How disappointing. Everyone, 
I recommend cursing Aglob with your final breaths. I... I may be responsible for all of those deaths. My insistence on a peaceful solution may have caused more suffering than taking action ever could have. Did... did I essentially kill my family? Well, I will not allow it to go any further. Computer, chart a high-velocity safe course. I have some reading to do. This is Aaron Busk. As you probably know, I've recently bought everyone's favorite social media app, Tweety. I've been making some huge changes over here. First of which is I'm renaming the app Shitter. Now, I've got plans for... It's all going up in flames! I crave the sweet release of death! Well, that guy's definitely fired. Everything's going wonderfully here, and all the things I'm doing are perfect. Now, like I was saying, big things are on the horizon. Like... Oh, hold on. This is Busk. Lock and load Marty's. A fake toot from a verified account costs you billions? Well, that's not my... Yes, of course, I'll figure something out. Uh, can we reshoot this ad? Uh, it would cost how much? Uh, n- never mind, I'm an amazing genius. It'll come out perfect. Let me do a closing statement and that'll be all we need. Shitter! Now more shitty than ever! Hello, America! This is Needy Palooza, former majority leader of the House of Representatives. We may have stopped the red wave by only losing the midterms a little bit, which is honestly amazing for the Democrats, but the battle is still just beginning. I may be stepping down from leadership, but that doesn't mean I won't be showing up all the time in your emails and on TV ads to do what Democrats do best. Ask for more money. You all know the orange man we've been using as a scapegoat for all our political evil for over six years now, and he's coming back! He just announced he'll be running again in 2024, and we'd sooner elect the actual devil than him. Now, of course, we're not going to put any effort into enforcing popular policies or promoting good candidates, and that is where you come in. If you chip in just $14, we can stop this threat together. You might be asking, what exactly is this money going to do? Well, more of these ads and that's it, of course. Now, could my husband and I donate this 9 million times over? Or could we start taxing billionaires to raise this money? Absolutely not. Don't be ridiculous. Welcome to the new political norm. The donation begging doesn't stop after elections anymore. Hey, you didn't think you'd get through this special without hearing from me, right? I paid Super Bowl ad money for this spot, but I'll be able to afford it. Because now at Bob's Lobs, I sell more than just junkier cars. Come on down to my new attached building, Bob's Lobs Transplantable Organs. 
with busted kneecaps for late payments doesn't get the point across. Sometimes you gotta get a bit more messy to get your money's worth out of someone. That's why I was able to open this new business venture. Got an alcoholic in the family with a failing liver? Or maybe someone with bad insurance who needs a new kidney? A hospital's not gonna take care of them, but you sure don't want to lose them, and that's where I come in. So, come on down to Bob Flob's Transplants and Transports. You can get a new organ and a crappy car to get you to the hospital with. It's probably cheaper than the ambulance ride anyway. We now return to our scheduled program. So... Are you just going to leave this dead body in here next to me? Yes, but don't you worry. You won't have to live with the trauma for much longer. <laughs> Your friend may have gotten away, and credit where it's due, Erconian vessels can actually keep pace with my magnificent ship, but I'm locked on to his signal. Whenever he finally reaches wherever he's heading, I'll be upon him in minutes. Whenever Aglob gets to where he's going, he'll be ready for you. He's smarter than you think, and he'll defeat you. He'll think of something. Oh, how quaint. Standing up for a friend who abandoned you. Aren't you just so precious? As you yourself have said, your little buddy is a pacifist. So unless he finds a way to blight me to death, forgive me if I don't tremble in fear. Maybe he's meeting with an armada of the Spacewide Defense Federation. You destroyed a Type 3 civilization. You're an intergalactic fugitive now. Your connections with law enforcement from before have surely been cut off. There's probably thousands of squads ready to end your path of destruction. Mark my words, you won't get away with this. Just so you know, I'm brilliant enough to know I'm a walking cliché, and I still feel like I need to tell you how cliché you were just now. Anyway, I'm far too powerful to let the goings-on of mere insects concern me. With all the power and technology I've absorbed, I'm a living god, and nothing can stop me! <laughs> no one can stop me now! <laughs> He's probably right. I led this asshole to all the power he could ever hope for. Wherever you're going, Aglob, I'm sorry. believe I have found the spot. Computer, open full broadcast communications. Hello, space god? Are you in this vicinity? I've realized this may be futile, but an evil that threatens all life in the known universe has recently come to power. I fear that no technology made by mortal beings is capable of ending his evil work. I have seen firsthand that he is not the type to respond to noble words, and, uh... No, perhaps you truly do not exist, and all is doomed. I shall wait here for my inevitable obliteration. I see purity in you. Your intentions are good, a rarity. I... You truly exist? I can hardly believe what I'm seeing. It is truly beautiful, even if I lack the language to describe it. I did all I could to maintain hope, but this seemed like a near impossibility. As is all life. Within infinity, near impossibilities occur regularly. That is true. If 
you are real, why did you not act sooner? As advanced as I may be, I am not above reproach. The idea of perfection is a myth. As species after species both denounced and committed atrocities, claiming me as the source, I sought obscurity. I did all that I could to eliminate my presence without altering the fabric of reality. And then I resigned myself to inactivity. I am sorry. I simply do not know how we can end Mockrath's reign of terror. I thought perhaps you would have answers, but if you do not, I will leave you in peace. The being called Mockrath, I can see that he will consume all things should I not intervene. However, I refuse to act. I understand. I shall take my leave. Computer, set a course no. for... Stay. Though I will not intervene, I can aid you in stopping this menace. If I value myself as good, it is my obligation. But he is following me close behind. If he finds me, he may kill you. This is acceptable. I have long grown bored of existence. If my unending vessel should finally end, I would see it as a welcome relief. I have scanned your mind and I have seen knowledge that may hold a solution. Now, listen well. I believe there is a way to end this. Lucky you! If you watch this following longer piece of sponsored content, you get to skip every one of the zero remaining ad breaks in this episode. If you'd rather just watch the regular shorter ads, use your remote to type the 20-digit code shown below. You have chosen to watch the longer piece of sponsored content. Enjoy! where one of my coworkers was injured. It slowed us down almost 15 minutes while the medical professionals safely and securely got him into an ambulance, all at no cost to him. Then we were a person down, so we had to work five-hour shifts, make sure the work still all got done. Well, I'm just glad that's all over. Well, 
Now to take a look at all the new content that's been released in the last 24 hours, because that's something I could do from one service. Hmm. Well, I'm sure all 14 of these new pieces of content are top-notch quality, but none of them seem personally relevant to my interests. So instead, I'm going to use my free time today to engage in an actual hobby of mine, which I know truly brings me joy, as no programming has ever told me I was supposed to like it. Off I go! Isn't that miserable? So little new content that a human could actually consume all of it feasibly? And absolutely none of it pushed with marketing gimmicks to convince you to watch something you'd actually find boring. To top it off, had that man watched any of the content he saw, there wouldn't be a single commercial break to tell him how to feel or what to spend his non-existent capital on. What a relief we don't live in that broken system that only an absolute fool would think is appealing. Instead, we have all the benefits of a proud, enterprising society here in America. Let's take a look at just how great we've got it. Oh, what a long one at work. My coworker got injured, and then me and the other guy had to work four extra hours of unpaid overtime to pick up the slack. Then we had to spend the whole shift avoiding his writhing body, of course, because he doesn't have any insurance. Ugh. Well, I'm just glad I'm home now. I just want to sit on the couch, watch one of the several different streaming services I'm subscribed to, all of which have different shows, and the good news is they're all basically the same show. All right, I finally picked the service, the show. Only took me 15 minutes to sort through all that garbage. Well, thank goodness I have so many choices to choose from. Before you can watch the thing on the service you pay $10 a month for, we need you to watch this other thing to help us make money. Remember, if you don't like it, you can spend five extra dollars a month, you freeloader. Hey there, kids and adults. You see this thing? Huh? Huh? You want this thing? Trust me, I'm going to make a convincing argument for why mature people want this thing. Now, I'm going to pivot to make this thing seem fun and hip for all the young children we want to parasitically convince to want this thing. Eat! Buy this thing! Or you're a big, stupid, poopoo-faced nerd like this guy we're currently showing in the commercial for this thing. I promise, if you buy it, you'll look like one of these hot people instead. This thing, solving whatever problem you have, and automatically bringing you a sense of fulfillment. <sighs> Actually, I think I'm just going to go to bed. I need to be back to work in six hours, and all that time I spent looking for the show to watch left me not really in the mood to watch it. Oh, well, at least I got to hear about this thing before going to sleep. Now I can restlessly lay in bed let it seep into my subconscious, compelling me to buy it. Oh, this thing is going to make all my suffering worth it. Look how happy that little sheep of a man is. He knows that he's better off just enjoying whatever novelties are thrown his way. There is no truer joy than retail therapy. You too, dear viewer, should be grateful for all the advertisements in your life. Were they not there, how would you even know what you wanted? After all, I already established you have a poor, measly, useless, infantile brain. And because you have a closer relationship with content than with real people, you'll internalize that blissful message. You don't need to worry about all that difficult thinking. You live in a world where we'll happily tell you what to think. God bless America. Here at Jim in the Sphere, we're all about delicious flavors all day, which is why we're expanding everything to be about- Fuck Jack in the Box!
Phil, come on. This is like the fourth time you've screwed up this ad. Fuck the ad. I don't, man, I don't care. I could just do some hacky bullshit. Oh, we changed the company name. It's a mascot with a cube head. Oh, we say it's some backhanded shit about the company. Look how clever we are. Look, I don't have time to pretend I give a shit about this. Just fuck Jack in the Box. Phil, are, are you all right? If you're not up for recording today, we could just wait until later, you know? <laughs> all right, man. I'm, I'm going to level with you. I, we're not going to get a clean read for this one. I know tons of companies do a lot more evil shit than them, but I just got, I've got a personal vendetta here. You know, hey, fun fact. If you pay for an order in advance on the app, then go to pick it up and all the employees left because they were treated like garbage, Jack in the Box, they're not going to reimburse you. They're under no illegal obligation to you. And you're probably just lying. That's what they'll tell you. Anyway, they won't even let you go pick up the order from another location. Yeah, I mean, that sucks, but like... It's $40. Getting hung up on that is a little petty. It's not about the shitty fast food. It's about the attitude. We're clearly disposable to them. I'm not active on social media. Like, this is the only platform I've got to publicly complain about stuff. So I'm not going to give some lame, lame soundbite with silly music under it. I just want to tell Jack in the Box to get fucked. You know what? Just record the outro however you want. I'm going to go lay down for a minute. Um... <clears throat> So come on down to Jim in the Sphere. We don't make it. End of slogan. Yeah, the actual slogan is we don't make it till you order it. So I'm like. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I usually try to, whenever I do the slogans, base it on the real slogan. <laughs> we don't make it till. That's great. We now return to our scheduled program. I'm finally in the comms range of that insolent pester. And what's this? Why, it's the most exquisite energy spike I've ever seen. My, my words, Orzon, your friend, may have given me even more power than you. Remind me to thank him before I make him watch me kill you. You scum. I still believe in Oglob. There's no way he doesn't have a plan. Maybe, maybe he's gonna use that energy to destroy your ship. I respect the optimism, but the energy signature isn't associated with any ballistic structures. Still, some optimism is valid. With energy like that, I can absorb it all through the hull into my very being. You get to witness my true ascension to immortality. Open comms. Hello there, Aglob. Surprised to see me? Mokras, no, you have arrived too soon. I am not prepared. Oh, so you were preparing something. How quaint. So what's this energy signal that I just saw you attempting to mask? I already know that it's there, so no point in hiding it. I do not have the faintest idea what you're referring to. Aglob, it is too late to obscure my presence. What the? What, what is that? I believe, electing not to get hung up on semantics, that that is a deity. Imagine the power I will wield. Makras, I want you to think carefully about this. If you go through with destroying a life beyond our comprehension, I truly believe you will regret it. You know, he's probably right. You should just stop what you're planning and reconsider. Zorzon! I grew tired of your friend's interjections, and I will not need him as bait anymore. I will have everything I need. Activating the harvesting process! Oh. 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 
is greedy of me. I should be grateful that the galaxy is safe. Wait. <coughs> Could it be? <coughs> oh, wow. Dying is, uh, yeah, really painful. Oh, oh, you can say that again. You are both all right. The plan truly worked perfectly. <sighs> Thank you, space god. I shall, um, never speak of this again so as to avoid militant action in your name. Aklub, you, you did it. I, I should have always trusted you. Uh, no, friend Zorzan, you were right. Had you not taken your course of action, I would not have been alive to pursue mine. I regret my harsh words to you. Oh, how cute. Everyone's friends again. Now, what are we going to do with this little weasel? He's struggling an awful lot for a little guy. No, my ship. What have you done? Just uh, lock him up in the brig safely. Well, perhaps not too safely. I would understand if you had to injure him somewhat to get him to cooperate. Oh, I think I can manage that. No, no! Ah, stop it, you worm! I am the great Muckrath, and you haven't seen the last of me. Oh, oh shit, that hurt. Fine, fine, oh, shut up. Just please stop hitting me. So that's about it. After we came back to life, we flew to Olgalore's home planet, and sure enough, it was back, good as new. He had an emotional moment with his family and insisted on taking us to dinner. He was very keen on telling us what a corner he'd turned in terms of committing galactic evil, but then he proceeded to scream at a waiter for his drink being too cold, so baby steps, I suppose. On our way back, we ran into a MSPD platoon. They took Mockrath off our hands, and he's headed for an eternity prison. They said seeing as we prevented galactic destruction, we were cleared of all charges, so that's good. Honestly, it seems a bit contrived, but I'm guessing that Space God knew what it was doing. Oglob is still meeting with his folks, and uh, I just finished talking to mine, though I'll probably stick around for a little bit. All this craziness has really given me an appreciation for spending simple time with my loved ones. Yeah, anyway, that's the whole story, Bipson. Wow, sounds pretty wild. That last bit seemed like the kind of thing Earth Media would make into a montage with upbeat indie music underlying it. Thanks for keeping me in the loop. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Don't tell anyone. We trust you, so you got the real story, but too many folks out there would use that information to start holy wars. We're telling almost everyone that it was a bug we brought home that caused temporary madness called Angry Bovine. Oh, here's Oglub. I'm going to head off to meet him. See you later. Bye, Bipsin. I'll catch up with you soon. Well, how was your dialogue? Good. It's always a pleasure to talk to Bipsin. Well, as long as he can shoehorn something about music in. How did things go with your family? 
Well, they are more than a little upset with me for bringing home an illness, but I imagine this will be rectified in time. I see you're back to not using contractions. Yes, it does seem like the recent trauma has had some psychological effect on me, but... Again, I believe time is the best solution. I am quite sure I shall regain a more conventional speaking pattern if I spend enough time hanging around you. So, you still want to hang out with a murderer? I want to hang out with a dear friend who understands that the right thing is not always black and white. You saved the universe, you know. You're a hero, and hardly anybody is going to know it. I truly believe that had you not taken the actions you did, I would not have been in a position to take the actions I did. We saved the universe, and we know it. That is all I need. Well, that's really wonderful. Hey, Oglob, let's take a trip by Earth to say thanks to them for their part in this. Maybe we can secretly add a few years of life to their ozone layer again. But my parents insisted I am not to touch the ship for 14 more lunar cycles. Then again, I suppose, like you said, I need to grow up sometime. All right, I am on board, so to speak. Race you there, old friend. And there you have it, the dramatic conclusion of Zors of the Noglob, the Menace of Muckrass. Tune in next week to see more of the adventures of Zors of the Noglob. was a wild special wasn't it kids whoa i am just absolutely blown away the editing the voice acting the explosions how could you not oh it was a absolute masterpiece for sure <laughs> well worth the year-long wait it was fun and considering that basically the entire thing was just a setup to a punchline pun um <clears throat> you know this is basically i just wanted to do my own take on better nate than lever i'm sure you've all heard it <laughs> but no it was uh it was worth doing and we apologize for the delay so i think the last time we had a news blast with you guys was september if my watch is correct watch is I guess some watches do months now. That joke doesn't work as well. Yeah, you can get a watch that tells you what day it is, right? Uh, it doesn't work right? with modern technology. Damn you, modern t- capitalism, innovating <laughs> things, clearly. Oh, yeah. It's definitely capitalism that gave us the calendar watch. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and hop into nine months worth of news. Woo. So, uh, should we start chronologically or in order of least importance to most importance? I think maybe let's give a little bit of an overview, I guess, because what was it? September was a million years so ago. It was, now. Uh, around the time when Twitter. Yeah, was around the time the Twitter deal was. I mean, yeah. So let's just say that's going great. Yeah, Musk. We've seen how well Musk and Twitter has gone in the last nine months. It's absolutely splendid. Just in general, though, the country is rising into archaic fascism, and that should probably be one of our last news blast points. So let's yeah. uh, let's. Let's see here. What else has happened? Uh, what has so, so stuff? Something happened, I'm sure, between Twitter and Norfolk Southern. But <laughs> yeah. my brain's blanking. I I mean, generally, I I I feel like 
it's gotten back to, I feel like, almost the same kind of frantic nature of the news cycle of the Trump years, almost, you know, like. Yeah, just literally constantly. I think it probably hit a fever pitch in like 2020, you know, like everything else. Yeah. Where every day it was something new and something horrible. Um, and there's still, I think after, probably after uh, the Afghanistan pullout, it started rising back up to this silly pitch. And it's, it's a new normal, which is especially funny because the whole thing with the, the Democratic uh, center was, well, we just want to escape all the craziness. It's like, no, yeah. we're never going back. We're never going back. And it's also insane to say that, I mean, they obviously believe that, but the 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 fact of the matter is that we are consumers and largely living in a service economy that serves us entertainment for the most part. And that's what most people are looking for from their their uh, consumptive, you know, habits in politics. So even if you're a Trump guy, like we were saying, those never Trumpers, they still vote for people, even if they, you know, performatively pretend that they don't care for the uh, they don't care for the antics. Yeah, we were just having a conversation off mic about some of my never Trumper relatives. Just- <laughs> yeah. The idea of uh, well, they say never Trump as loudly as possible, but then when they hit the ballot box, they clutch their pearls extra hard and check that Trump box. Right. They grit their teeth and they tick a little box that they made a big deal about never ticking. But because it is a consumptive habit and it is honestly not all that important. I mean, we've we've spoken about this where, you know, at that level. Beyond the fact that, you know, you're probably going to be competing with something like 170 million other votes, the the national voting just isn't all national level voting isn't very effective. And so at least if we're still agreeing that electoralism has any kind of any kind of purpose, which it would have to have at a local level. But I digress. I mean, don't be wrong. Lately, my thing has been because I talk to a lot of people who I might who, who qualify as left but definitely still have been acting more lib in these dark times i my but my whole thing has just been yeah you're right there's literally no harm in doing the one thing they let us do but if it was actually dangerous to them they wouldn't let us do it anymore so I, i'm not at this point sure go vote if you if you have the time if it's not an inconvenience for you then go ahead but you're not you're not gonna fix the system that way yeah and i mean it's kind of hitting it into the subject that we're gonna end up closing this little segment with is that it's if we truly believe and I think that it's right to truly believe that this country is leaning and tilting towards a darker fascist kind of I I mean what's the what's the word what's the phrase that uh there there are like two phrases I guess that Fascism is when you bring the violence of colonialism home and also fascism is, you know, capitalism in crisis and decline. Uh, And I think it's fair to say that America is certainly two for two in crisis and in decline. We've spoken about that. You can take a look at those. I don't even know if you can actually anymore, but those classified documents that some War Thunder nerd or uh, some guy on Discord leaked to win arguments and see that, you know, even our proxy wars, they're going about as poorly as they've ever gone. No, I mean, yeah, the, well, uh, the yeah, the, we'll definitely touch on the Ukraine uh, releases, but yeah, that is funny shit. I mean, it's terrible, but you got to learn to laugh at how miserable everything is at a certain point, because otherwise yeah. it's there's no there is nothing to laugh at otherwise. <laughs> I mean, uh, and 
so if we accept that premise that everything's falling apart and everything's turning towards a worse world run by, you know, the, uh, these like weird Christian fascists. I mean, I, I, I hesitate even to give them the, the label Christian, not because I have some deep seated belief that there's like a goodness necessarily, but, you know, it just seems more trapping and much less important than, say, during the Bush years when it was a lot of, you know, the the main face of that kind of evil was strictly evangelical. And now it's like weirdly, especially because I live online like every other human being now, um, it's it's all much more weirdly eclectic, it, it seems. Mm-hmm. There's definitely less of an inherently religious slant to it than there was in during the holy war mentality of uh, the post 9-11 Iraq war. And I mean, and that's that, that's kind of the rule with America. If you do even the smallest thing on our land, there's just the smallest infraction of military action. Like, oh, you blew up one harbor. We're going to nuke you three times. Yeah. Oh, you blew up a couple of buildings. We're going to bomb you into the Stone Age for 10 years. Yeah, we're going to extend our already terrifying uh, sanctions regime, regime, which killed something like half a million people, mostly children or many children, I should say, uh, and make that more like a million and a half people after bombing and extra sanctions. Yeah. And well, then I mean, when we pull out, we'll be like, only... oh, good for us. And then we'll come back in because we had created ISIS. And then whoopty fucking do David from and all his friends will be able to say, oh, but if we didn't go in, you know, who would have been able to fight ISIS? It's missing a couple of steps in that logic <laughs> from them. Who, if we don't go in, who will be able to arm ISIS? I mean, fight ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, yeah, which I, I find incredible is like not that, you know. Not that I'm any expert on that conflict, but the 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 fact that nobody really understood that our involvement in Syria as, you know, tangential as it seemed, it's is us literally like funding and arming groups that are connected or are essentially just the Syrian version of ISIS. It's like we don't even there's no again, no ideological consistency among these kinds of fascists. They bring this 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 violence back home. Eventually, it doesn't matter if you're Christian. It doesn't matter if you have all these other trappings of superstructure on top of it. It's all about the exertion of control. And, you know, that's Mm. we see that a lot. That's all we've got left because America does not have any industry outside of military at this point. No, no. We do that and we make uh, Marvel movies. Well, I mean, oh, but we have a very thriving railroad industry that, that we as well touch on now. <laughs> yeah, we that's can. Like, that's roughly in the chronology where we are of the nine months. So, yeah. It, what When was it? That was the first weekend of uh, it feels February. feels like forever ago, but yeah, it was only yeah, two it months. Yeah, it was a million years ago, man. I was only 28 then. The uh, um, So, as everyone probably knows... The uh, Norfolk Southern, a rail monopoly that runs, you know, a, a shitload of chemicals. Largely, it's it's you know, it's a freight rail train. It's a freight rail uh, company. Works mostly throughout the east, out into I think the farthest it goes is like Minnesota and up into Canada. You know, um, and of course, because they are a monopoly, they do what monopolies do, which is try to create as profitable 
of a situation as possible. And the way that they do that oftentimes is because, as we all recall from our uh, extensive reading of Capital, which I know everyone has done. We've all done our homework today. We all did our homework, right? Yep. I, I, I still haven't read Dallas Capital. We're weirdo lefties. We love our homework. But, but as we know from Capital, you know, it's uh, it's about kind of eliminating or reducing variable capital. And one of the most obvious ways you do that is by cutting back on labor, labor costs. And you can do that in a number of ways. You can do it by, you know, not paying out a contract, basically holding people hostage in uh, negotiations for something close to, I think, five years, three to five years, I think, because it was a pre-COVID contract that they had, and it, it like, expired, I think, in 2020. During COVID, they're just like, oh, well, we're not going to deal with this until all the COVID stuff's over, guys. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess we should have technically in order done the strike first, then the Norfolk Southern stuff. But yeah, yeah, but <laughs> we all recall this is essentially just another... It's all an extension of the same beast. It's all... It, it, it's such a... It's such a obviously connected event because we follow up a, you know, Christmas time strike action from the a, a consortium of rail unions, because, of course, uh, it's not all one industry union. And Norfolk Southern in particular was one of the because it is, again, a monopoly. It has a lot of you know lobbying power. And so they, along with other rail monopolies, uh, regional rail monopolies, lobbied essentially to get Biden's uh, administration to use the levers that they have specifically for the rail uh, network in America. Basically, you know, it's like Gilded Age style uh, laws saying that the executive can essentially say, nope, you cannot strike. You are not allowed to strike because you are our rail service. Yeah, well, knowing that we have a progressive, I mean, and of course, knowing that we have a one of the most progressive leftists out there, the booty judge in the Department of Transportation, that means they probably said, no, you have to negotiate with these folks fair and square, right? Yeah, pretty please. Pretty please. But um, no, of course, they didn't do that. So we we hop away from essentially a, a strike breaking action by the executive and signed off by uh, legislation, the legislator. Not to mention corporate owned union, union leaders who uh, were happy to get on board. Well, I mean, it was fewer few enough with the union leaders as much as the because they were obviously there was like a, a potential deal that was mostly shit because the the main thing that they wanted was seven days of sick leave seven days of sick leave for a job that is they were begging for the barest minimum what yeah the bare minimum and so what the they the the legislature and the executive sign off on forcing them to accept the tentative agreement which only gives them one day of sick leave they didn't have any before this um and then, of course, the the Democrats did their normal thing of, well, we split it into two bills. And, oh, would you look at that? The Republicans didn't vote to give them the seven days. Well, who would have fucking guessed the people that you've been clamoring and screaming about that they're fascists? Here's the bill that enforces all the fascist archaic bullshit. And here's the bill that makes it the, here's the sunshine and rainbows half let's see how this works out yeah with the people that we've been calling openly fascist for a decade or more well and that's i mean the democrats choose to lose at every possible angle that's their that's their move it's easier <laughs> you know you don't have to do anything you don't have to like plan for anything you don't have to have any ideological commitments uh you can just say i'm going to lose and i'm going to get my buddies a bunch of silly you know administrative jobs 
But immediately following, you know, the strike breaking action, almost immediately, I should say it's about a month later. So for some people, especially people who are on Twitter a bunch, that can that seems like a lifetime. But the Norfolk Southern, because they were dealing with variable capital, they had already dealt with, you know, not giving their people, you know, forcing people into a less than appropriate contract for their work and what they need as people. They did like a, most of most of these companies do they cut rail workers you know there were fewer people working on the on the trains as they're working they're expanding their hours they've fired thousands and th- tens of thousands of people in the last decade basically just to cut labor costs as well as you know not caring about the safety of the people on the rails. They didn't care about the rails themselves and they've fallen into disrepair. These are people who are basically given, you know, federally sanctioned monopolies to take care of the shit, a la like mm. Nazi Germany. And mind you, these rail repairs that would bring us up to modern rails would cost them, what was it, 2% of their annual income or some shit? Yeah, one, one, one year they would have to sacrifice $3 billion dollars which is, to you and me, obviously, quite a fair amount of money. Oh, yeah, of course. But they make that shit in two and a half weeks. Yeah. So if they could sacrifice two and a half weeks out of one of their years, they would guarantee nice, safe rails that even if the engineer was a little bit tired at the wheel, you know, they'd be all the conductor, whoever does. I don't know who drives the train. I can't remember that stuff. Um, they'd, they'd, they'd probably still be all right because the tracks would be good and durable. Hold the train tight. Yeah. And they'd have brakes. But no, we have this Civil War era infrastructure because that we don't want to spend any money on that, something like that. that. Why would we need something like that? We can just blame the worker if they screw up. Mm hmm. Much easier to do that or give people a thousand dollars if they. <laughs> oh, yeah. A whole thousand dollars if you get poisoned for the rest of cancer for the rest of your life. Here's a thousand bucks. You're, you're done. Go away. Um, what's his face? David Sirota at the, um, he's not at the intercept anymore. I can't quite remember, but David Sirota had a very good coverage of this event because as you know, the Norfolk Southern train came into a town in Ohio, um, about 20 minutes pre prior to the final collapse of this train, there was, uh, you know, fire coming off of these civil war era breaks. So they, could have probably caught this shit early if they had enough people working and to actually you know monitor the safety of the train but of course it goes for another 20 minutes and ends up derailing in a town in eastern ohio where it spills out a bunch of vinyl chloride and the certainly the cheapest i think probably one of the easier ways and certainly um one of the most cheap ways that they can dispose of this toxic chemical before it seeps entirely into the soil and groundwater is they light it on fire and so you see these arresting images of a town that looks like the places that i grow up on or grew up in yeah, just r- very rural america yeah rural ass america and it's like it's ohio so it's not like it's not like West Texas kind of rural. It's like you still see a people living little lives as neighbors in this town. I think there's only like 5,000 people who live in this town. And so at the very center of their town where the train goes through, there's this enormous mushroom cloud that's spilling out burning vinyl chloride, which as it enters the air as a uh, gas instead well i mean vinyl chloride itself is a gas whenever it's exposed after that derailment but burning it of course creates uh literally uh what is it hydrochloric acid that floats up into the air 
burns your eyes, burns your nose, burns your lungs. And as well as that, is going to spill back down onto Earth, bleeding a bunch of chemicals. Yeah, acid rain. Uh, we saw weeks of videos coming out of people living there, seeing dead fish, dead animals, just because of the poison in the air. Absolute mess. And of course, in classic American uh, capitalist news feature, a, a feature, not a bug, uh, America responded with a resounding, eh. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, we were we were pissed about it for maybe a day and a half. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then of course now you, I think it's dying off. But there was like a burst of people like following all of these train derailments. Because oh yeah, there was like because there was like a dozen more, and three of three more of them had toxic chemicals. All Norfolk Southern, and we were just like, that's see, look how bad this. And then. Everyone's like, oh, no one cares about that anymore because there was a much bigger news story, which I think is probably the least important news story of uh, of right now. But a much bigger news story that we could all get behind to be distracted by. Trump's finally getting his everybody. He's going to the clink. He's getting into the 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 he's going up the river. Yeah. no, And by that, we mean he's still going to be president next yeah, year. He's, he's still going to be president. He's going to win in November next year. Sorry. I, I like. Yeah. So he gets arrested or whatever. And I'm like, they don't do the perp walk. They don't do the mugshot. That's the thing that I wanted out of this. Yeah. The, well, at least give me that small. Do like, give me that small. Let me laugh at him for just two seconds. Nope. He gets to look all makeup and done up professional and then look, make him look all uh, balanced and stable in the courthouse, like the stable genius he is. Uh, I mean, he said a couple stupid things, but nothing that nothing more entertaining than the shit Biden says whenever they let him talk, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll give it to Biden if they just let the man talk and they really should He'd be the funniest. president. Oh, he's so fucking funny, man. He, he's forgetting where he is. He's in Ireland right now and he's just forgotten where he is like multiple times. But every time he's like, oh, wait. This is my my ancestral memory, despite the fact that, like, he, he's got like one grandparent that's Irish. The rest of them are, are krauts like the rest of all, all of us in America. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the reality of it is Trump's indictment was literally just a show to distract all the Americans who've been getting a little too antsy lately. And I mean, I, I don't think it was some kind of coordinated, like conspiracy effort by any means, but it was they, they, they needed something and this was available. Yeah. So it's like, perfect. This is what we're going to this is what every news outlet is going to latch on to now that it's happening. Yeah, absolutely. It's like this is better than realizing that, you know, the war in Ukraine, the, most people have been sold a fake bill of goods about how well it's going. Most people oh, yeah, are. We have, uh, we have hard evidence now that, oh, we're fucked. Well, not we're fucked, but Ukraine is but fucked. The Ukraine is. Yeah. Um, not to say that, you know, Russia's doing intensely well or whatever. Oh, no, it's, it's The whole thing is a shit show that's just making the poor suffer a lot more and uh, letting two oligarchs with uh, right, far right wing views piss all over each other. Mm hmm. That's uh, and giving a shitload of money to Raytheon, who not even Raytheon, who makes those goddamn uh, stinger missiles or whatever like the Lee fuck Martin. they keep selling off to like gangsters. <laughs> yeah, I know it's one of those weapons manufacturers. And those are the only guys still making money now in this day and age. Good old fashioned, proper American labor. Yeah, there's some out here in Jersey that keep having uh, I keep coming across on Indeed because obviously I'm always looking for a new job. But they <laughs> I have yet to apply to some of these Lockheed Martin ass places that want me to try and s do sales videos for their explosive technology. Well, and I guarantee you, if you did, if you were willing to do video editing for some kind of oh, militaristic dude, institution, you'd, oh, you double your salary and you'd have a job tomorrow. I would. I would. But you at least have, but even if you're. Even if right now you're making content, you have to draw the line somewhere. Content may be shitty, but at least you're not actively promoting war. 
Yeah, I, 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 my, uh, my brother works in uh, military contracting as an engineer. He wanted to do, you know, he's a he's a rocket scientist by trade by training, um, and he has a sincere uh, regret about everything that he does, and it's something that I, you know, I'm older than him, but I don't want to, I don't want to have that on my soul too. I get why he did it because it's literally the only job in town, but. I mean, sometimes you have to make compromises for the good of your family, but you don't have a kid to raise or anything, so you can still hold on to a tiny fraction of your soul. Worst case scenario, you're the only one starving. And also, if you starve to death, you get the hell off this mortal coil without the guilt of, uh, you know, popping the trigger yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's terrible. Not my favorite way to go, I'll say. No, starving sounds awful. But, like, so Trump's arrested and all. He's basically... Well, arrested. He's, yeah, he's living his he's exact indicted. same life, but we get to see him appear in court here and there and say something just pointless and tacky. And then at the end of all this, spoiler alert, he will not face time. Of course not, because uh, like what there are apparently there are apparently three different types of cases that are are being brought against him. The one that all the hullabaloo kind of kicked off about is easily the weakest one. It's uh, the one where it's like, oh, he he, pay, he paid Stormy Daniels for sex. Yeah, awkward. He, he paid Stormy Daniels f- to sh- not tell anybody about him paying Stormy Daniels for sex. So, yeah, we're really going to nail him to the wall with that kind of a charge <laughs> because it was 2016 and. And yeah, he used a slush fund because that's how all these rich people act. And he also did his uh, he did it with his lawyer, uh, Cohen, a, a guy who was a big, a big character in 2017 and has since completely disappeared because he actually served time for for this transaction. <laughs> um, so it's it's like. I don't know. It seems weak to me, in part because it it, it doesn't seem necessarily to be a misuse of campaign funds, except that in the way that all campaign campaign funds seem to be misused. Mm. I mean, what's her face? Stacey Abrams, like gave her best friend a $10 million contract or whatever to run her PR campaign. And that did so fucking well for her. Stacey Abrams is a special uh like a masterclass in how to fail at politics. How to be a total fucking loser, man, and still get a spot on Star Trek. Yep. <laughs> she is loud as lauded as one of the liberal champions of uh, our political system. And it's like, but what has she done to earn that? Well, she doesn't actually she is the best of the Democrats. She loses better than anyone else. She does. She do. She and what's his face in South Carolina are really just incredible, incredible losers. Oh, and Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, Beto O'Rourke, definitely another staple of what the Democrats. Although stand I'll for. give Beto this and I'm not the first person to say this. When I look at the like Stacey Abrams, she seems very she seems like a climber and she seems, I would say, Beyond the fact that she's very obviously incompetent because her whole thing is trying to get people signed up to vote and that's only it really hasn't worked. She hasn't done much of that. That part of the person who I think instead of it, it might not have been a PR thing. I think they might have her friend may have been working in the nonprofit that she has running, you know, making a bajillion dollars, of course, to sign people up for voting. And they have like, you know, like 10,000 people they've signed up in five years. But the I mean, I think I've gotten I've gotten at least in when I was actually a, a freaky lib, I've gotten at least 10 people to sign up to fucking vote. And I did that in like two months. So if you had like a hundred of me, yeah, you'd, been, you'd have about that by now. A thousand, technically. And yeah. I'm not. I'm not a million dollar fucking contract. Yeah, I think you could pay a thousand Kyles for less than what they spent on this. Significantly. 
The main difference I see with her and Beto is like Beto seems at the very least sincere. At least Beto has one belief. He he truly does not like guns. And I mean, with how this country's been, can you blame him? I mean, on the one hand, we will need guns when the revolution comes, because if we try to fight the military riot geared up people with sticks and stones, we're going to get our asses handed to us. Yeah. I mean, by no by no means give up your your arms to the government. They don't. They don't but it would you. be great if uh, our, this country wasn't so mentally fragmented that we just blamed each other for the problems and started shooting our peers instead of uh, the people we should be shooting. If every single gun-toting maniac could just shoot a, a major Senate-level politician, we'd be way better off. We're not condoning this action, no, I, 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 by so, the way, I, of in, course. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. In, <laughs> in Minecraft, if you wanted to, you know, just set up on the grassy knoll, you know, nobody's nobody would hate you in Minecraft. Our country, I mean, that's, that's again— a feature, not a bug with capitalism. They want us tearing at each other's throats. Yeah. And I think this is a good way to kind of lean into our last piece here about kind of the the actual trajectory of all of this is kind of encapsulated, I think, by what we can look at in, say, Tennessee right now. Mm, it's it is. We are at a point we are at a point where we are regressing on social liberties, liberty issues as far as like 60, 70 years back in some of these states. It's it's crazy because the whole idea of this is like, well, if we voting may not be like as direct as a revolution, but it'll get us there eventually. And uh, look at all the progress we've made. It's like, no, we're actively undoing that progress right now, all in the course of like two years. Over the last two years, things have gone ridiculously backwards. I mean, especially we've been in overdrive ever since uh, Roe v. Wade got overturned. Ever since then, it's just been, oh, how much can we pull back anything we've given to these people in the last 70, 80 years. Gay marriage is on the table for a lot of states. It's a thing to be taken back now. A lot of states are like, oh, let's, let's completely just get rid of even gay people being allowed to be married. Um, but yeah, trans people are basically subhumans in half the country. Yeah. And one of the things that's it's it's really killing me. So I obviously, you know, people look at the midterm results where the Democrats only lost a little bit. And admittedly, it is like a historic victory in, in a sense for them to, because in because they were expected to get slaughtered. Large part, they hadn't done fuck all for anyone in the last two years, but it kind of showed a the limit to the national level political aspirations of these kinds of like anti-trans, anti-gay uh, marriage, all or nothing abortion laws. It kind of shows that the 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 capitalizing on their position ended up sort of nationally ending a few people's. Uh, I won't say careers because they're all still there, but, you know, the the, the kind of ceiling mm-hmm. lowered somewhat on this. And that to some people, they they look at that and say, oh, you know, the Republicans are doomed. Not like we said that in 2012 or 2008 yeah, we, we, or any other my, time. My father has been telling me for the last two decades straight that any day now it'll be the Democrats and some left further left wing party. And the Republicans yeah, I'm be sure. A thing. For about two decades now. But the fact that the national level politics isn't what controls people's lives. More and more now, it is state level politics. And that's been a project of decades from the Republicans to take over state level politics. And our state level elections are even more gerrymandered than our national ones. Yeah, I mean, sure, you don't have an electoral college, but you think that, you know, you voting in St. Louis is going to really matter when you have, you know, what, like 50 other counties that are worth more? 4,000, 40,000 farmers from in the middle of bumfuck nowhere who just like their Confederate flag and don't want to have anyone bother them about it. Yeah, and they may not, they may be, as uh, Felix Biederman 
uh, stated, you know, normal whites, but like they still vote in a reactionary way. And generally the things that are, you know, if you're living in a world where, you know, <laughs> you know you're either on the coasts like me or you're in a big town where it seems like maybe things are less on the edge politically, um, it doesn't really matter because like in here there are people in harrisburg that you know get to choose right now there is a an anti-trans bill in pa and it's still going to go ahead you know the the state level politics are still chugging right along even if people like uh what's her face um katie uh Katie Porter, the one who's abusing her husband, or oh no, or not Katie Porter. Anyhow, you, even if those never Trump type personalities are saying "pull back, pull back, pull up" to try and keep their national level gigs of you know political apparatchiking, it doesn't change where the power is lying right now. And generally, it seems to be at the state level where people's lives are being destroyed. And I mean. The sad thing is there's just there's still a huge swath of the country who is bought into this propaganda of anyone who has any, quote unquote, sexual deviance, meaning doesn't have sex with the opposite gender and and leave it. And at this point, the same race, opposite gender, because there's these bigots are getting crazier and crazier. They really have this mindset of if you deviate from the norm in any way, sexually speaking, it probably means that you're going to be a danger to our children and that's always the selling point the children think of the children oh you mean the children that the gop is now openly making pro-pedophile laws about so that they so that uh we got to protect them from the trans kids by diddling them uh during gym class you know like in kansas and, and yeah it's it, it seems patently on its face hypocritical but it's also like that is kind of their political ideology it, it is kind of a a recognition that they believe they should control people in vulnerable places and who's more vulnerable than a child well i mean it, is, it extends beyond that our very own mike moon here well, not yours anymore but my very own mike moon here in missouri is just like oh you know 12 year olds should be allowed to get married it was like that in the good old days and i know plenty of 12 year olds who uh, are very happy with the person who's there who was their captor i mean who was their older boyfriend <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And uh, at the same time that we're seeing, let's say, in Missouri, people basically saying, no, child brides are great. Uh, you also have places like Arkansas saying, oh, yeah. And if you're 13, you can work in a meat packing plant. Yeah, no, we're, we, we just I would say that women's rights and child rights. I mean, LGBTQ rights are uh, obviously going to regress as rapidly as possible while the uh, capitalist structure decays. But women's rights and child rights are really getting peeled back centuries even at this point like pre-1920s goodness it's back into the yeah pre-19s goodness it's it's essentially rolling back because whatever political uh outcomes are are coming down the pipeline are are the only effective ones because the the opposition so-called opposition exists basically to hold back the 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 forces of reaction at least that's their stated mission and yet over the last 30 40 years they've entirely abandoned the non-national level of politics you either get you know democratic city councils and big cities and mayors or you get uh you know senate level people saying oh we have to do this to get the courts even though you know we'll we'll let some geriatric just not show up to start the meetings that they've been given committee assignments over and those courts will simply not be packed 
Ever. Of course, and if you uh, question if you uh, question that geriatric for not being able to show up to her uh, meetings, then you get a backlash of, well, you're just being sexist. If a man was doing this, you wouldn't have a problem with it. It's like, yes, I, I would, and I do every day because there's a bunch of geriatric white men who are just as bad. Yeah, I make fun this of... It's not a gendered issue. <laughs> I made fun of Jerry Nadler for shitting his pants on, on stage, and I've... <laughs> As much as I think that Joe Biden is actually quite hilarious, he is also not fit to be a sundowning freak who is not a good person. And I would like him gone, just like 70 percent of the Democratic voters that keep getting polled saying, please, somebody else, maybe not Kamala, but please, somebody else. Yeah, it's uh, just, just I mean, that's always been the Democrat playbook is if you don't like one of the Democrats is because you're some kind of bigot. Yeah. Or, you know, you're just some you don't believe in the, 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 the what you don't. Yeah, you don't believe in democracy. You what you want the Republicans to win, what you want the fascists to win, even though our main strategy seems to be allowing the fascists to take the levers that actually affect people's lives. Well, the only way that non-fascists can win is if they compromise with the fascists to get the fascist vote. Exactly. So then I mean, but then that certainly doesn't lead to the non-fascists becoming the fascists. Never. That doesn't make, that doesn't mm. make any sense. And then we see things like uh, what in in Tennessee, where there were there was a violent mass shooting uh, that, of course, of course, a, a very rare deviation from the the, the normal playbook is that the person who shot at the school was not, you know, he they were LGBT, which is not the usual, of course. It's funny because we have. Dozens of school shootings every month in this country, but this mm -hmm. one was the one that made headlines. Oh my gosh, we're in trouble now. This is the important one. A trans person got guns on their hands. What? It's deadly and it's horrible, but the of course they they're basically like, and this is why trans people are evil. You know, it's it's we we're all about the Second Amendment until you know somebody we don't like gets a gun. But that is followed by, of course, the uh, I believe it was the Congress person maybe for the the area that represents parts of nashville where the shooting occurred um he basically was like well we're not going to fix it um my kids homeschooled and it was then uh followed by more uh protests very large protests supported by some of the uh local uh, state representatives, you know, the the actual state house representatives, not the national U.S. house representatives. And they were expelled because they bro broke decorum. Essentially, the Republican led Tennessee state house kicked out three, I believe, state legislatures, Justin Jones being one of them, who's the 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 one who I most often see in this coverage. And what ends up happening is People who go to this protest who rightly diagnose this as a fascist move, a, an anti-democratic move, a move that obviously doesn't give a shit about the children who died, who, you know, the people who were traumatized inside of the city, inside of that community and neighborhood who watched, I mean, probably the most horrific thing in the world, children dying. It didn't care about them, and they expelled uh, these these legislators. And by correctly diagnosing that with the the elements of fascism that it is, they go on to say that the only cure is more voting. Like, 
they just kicked out a person you voted in. Yeah, they clearly proved that that the system is not actually it's designed. It's not going to work that way. You either. I mean, at this point, because there is such a, firstly, contempt for the popular will by most most government officials anyway, you know, but especially uh, Republican government officials, since there's such contempt for the idea of democracy, they, they don't have any of those kinds of, you know, uh, addictions to norms or whatever that the Democrats have. Addiction to rules and homework. They'll just kick you out. And if you can't play by those rules, you're going to see more and more people who are like me, <laughs> dropping out of the political system altogether or becoming more explicitly socially violent. But unfortunately, because America has always been a masterclass in obfuscation, most of that social violence will be directed to the wrong way, the wrong points, and we will not actually, and uh, we will just end up, oh, look at that dumb asshole who, you know, shot it, who then again repeats the cycle by shooting up some park square or something like that, rather than Again, maybe camping out on the grassy knoll in Minecraft. Yeah, I the yeah, because uh, it, it's not as though it's not as though that the the reactionaries, the the largely you know white male reactionary in this country, um, isn't also being immiserated. And so you see those people who are also being immiserated, who are also reactionary, who also carry quite a lot of racist baggage. They're the ones that are going to be the quickest to to jump on to the social social demolition team, you know? And because it's easy to convince those people that, hey, remember how much better it was for white males back in the 60s? You know, it was different back then was there wasn't all these trans people. The black people didn't have all this rights that we, we have now. Maybe if they didn't have as much rights and lives and stuff, then you'd be back in power. Wouldn't that be nice? Exactly. Of course, they were never in power, but they were comfortable. Right. But yeah, you know, you had at the very least been kind of tangentially given a part of the the American, you know, contract, the American dream contract for a very select, obviously white, mostly male group of people. You know, you were bought into it. And unfortunately, because these people who are reactionaries and bigots are also generally incredibly stupid, if we did manage to get back to a society that was basically the 1960s, but the white people are poorer, but they're still that much above everyone else who's that much even poorer, they'd probably feel like they want something. It's all relative, right? If you see these people that you uh, despise for their race or their creed or their uh, sexual orientation, if you see them lowered, it's the same as, you know, the, the poor whites, you know, of, of the South or the uh, maybe a better uh, analogy is the Haitian uh, Petit Blanc who were the little whites as opposed to the big whites. There were the big whites who ran the plantations, the sugar plantations, who owned many, many, many slaves. And there were the Petit Blanc, the, the little whites, who most of them owned one slave. And because they could own one slave, because they had that control, they were aligned with the economic process that was also immiserating them, obviously not as much as a slave, but it bought them in by giving them the kind of comprador bullshit uh, you can be on top of somebody else who 
is only uh, below you because of intense immiseration. Yeah, they, 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 they're, they're not redrawing the line for us back to the old line where it was. They're, they're drawing new lines for the lower class, the lower people, the lessers uh, that's lower than we ever could have imagined in this quote unquote first world country. Such a country, such a world. I mean, but and it's, to be fair, it's not like we're the only uh, fun country that's having uh, political upheaval and pretending it's like normal and fine. Over in Israel, Netanyahu's finally getting some protests against him, and it's about fucking time. Yeah, finally getting some protests. Didn't didn't matter about any of the times that you know settlements were going illegal settlements were going up but now because of some judicial reforms or whatever they're getting admittedly obviously fuck netanyahu obviously the guy's a piece of shit but yeah it would be nice if the reason they were doing it was a good reason and not the stupid reason right it's more more convincing that it's like yep they're this kind of firstly outside of tel aviv like it all almost except outside of tel aviv and like some other urban centers the Majority of Israel um, is horribly conservative and evil, as you can notice by the fact that they do Our far right wing neighbor who we give billions of dollars to every year is far right wing. Who would have guessed? And that's where a lot of their support for people like Netanyahu and uh, the other um, his Likud party. That's where a lot of it's coming from. Um, And yeah, sure, the somewhat more liberal Zionists in Tel Aviv are protesting this, but you know they're still Zionists. They're still yeah, they're still they'd still happily kill Palestinians. They still happily didn't protest the you know dem- demolition of homes in Sheikh Jarrah. They didn't care about people being murdered uh, or beaten in Al Aqsa. Um, nobody cares. At least nobody cares until it affects them because they are. Insulated. Yeah, what we're going to have to deal with in this country, though, we're going to have to get to a point where it's like, well, um, all the bigoted straight white guys who are probably closeted in some way but don't want to admit it to themselves, or maybe they're just pieces of shit. There's all anyway, anyone in that right, far right, alt right mentality, if they start protesting because of some dumb bullshit, as long as they're still protesting the right villain, we've got to like take that and work with it. At some I point. suppose you're right. Just be like, yep, he's a bad guy. Y'all should do something about that. Because, uh, I'll say this. Uh, some of the alt-right people I know are turning on the Republicans now that they're being openly pedo because that is one thing they get hung up on is all the pedos, all the pedos and the Democrats. Oh, now that Republicans are pedos too, we better just shoot them all. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get on that, buddy. Yeah. At this point, go for it, buddy. You and your libertarian militia group get all together and go on a riot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh uh, I mean, in Minecraft, some clocks, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Minecraft. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's unfortunate. But yeah, like we are going to have to work with the terrible people to make this revolution happen, because otherwise we will be outnumbered. I don't even know necessarily. I think maybe in this country that might be true. Um, but I think like there are a lot of normal people. There are a lot of people who don't hate everyone. And there are especially a lot of people who I think given time which we that seems to be all we have right now there's nothing like building right now everything feels frantic and everything feels like it's running at a fever pitch but like there's nothing building now except for maybe you know some kind of fringe movements in say the starbucks union but like in the that's the kind of thing that since we have time and given time i think a lot of normal people might be able to actually recognize that the lines are hardening and you kind of have to pick on which side you're going to be and some of those people we're not going to like 
we're not going to like. I mean, there are plenty of people who have quote unquote good politics, but that are incredibly fucking annoying and I don't like. But like you still work with them. I mean, I work with people professionally who I don't care for, but we still get a job done. It's the same thing, except that you're trying to make everyone's life better. Yeah, well, I mean, and I do know plenty of uh, center, center, quote unquote, center left people who have made it clear that if it comes time to raise arms, they will just let themselves be shot on principle. And it's like, well, good. Thanks for helping the cause, buddy. Yeah, idealism is a hell of a drug. It's like, I will not raise a gun against anyone, even if they're shooting me in right. And it's like, oh, good, good for you. Uh, I mean, like, I'm going to say, uh, given that moment when it happens, they might have to learn differently. I don't think people are ready to. I don't think most people know how they're going to react when when, when the violent the revolution comes. I, I don't know. You say we have time, but I worry that this violent revolution needs to kick off soon because, quite frankly, I'm thinking about the health of the planet and whether it will be able to sustain human life in 50 years if we keep this trajectory up. I mean, I think yes, obviously. Like, there's there's obviously a clock. I shouldn't say that there's no there's nothing pushing us that's probably a part of why it feels so fucking frantic is because we all know that you know we're not going to make it to less than one and a half degrees we're definitely probably hitting like two maybe three if we're really really bad and we're not getting better i mean the good news is honestly i see florida flooding as a win florida just not existing anymore just wipe that state off the map cool admittedly goodbye fort lauderdale i never loved you good day nobody loves you Fort Lauderdale, except for really weird people. I hate Miami deeply. Every single politician and 90% of the voters down there are the most regressive weirdos you'll ever meet. I just don't like, I just really don't like Southern Florida. I'm okay with other parts of Florida, you know? And I, I like the panhandle's horrible, obviously. Horrible politics. Uh, it's made up of really, 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 really weird people. Um, a lot of the like normal people there, you know, people who work not, you know, their seasonal jobs or whatever, those folks are cool. And I like, you know, I like the beach, obviously. Um, Jacksonville's a cool town, but again, weird uh that whole state's really fucking weird i've never been to florida but i can draw inferences from uh, what i've seen i've been uh to miami i've been to orlando i've been to jacksonville i've been to tallahassee and i've been to the panhandle pensacola it's really fucking weird down there the people are weird down there (laughs) and i guess yeah speaking of florida we didn't really cover this but it is hilarious how the mainstream media is still trying to make desantis happen stop trying to make desantis happen it's not gonna happen sure jan it's not happening i mean obviously you can see how much support he has for even his own people with the response he had to fort lauderdale which was to be the fuck out of the state just he's he he's already you know because he can't run for re-election as a governor he's He's done the normal thing that all of these climbers do and give up on the job that he was already given. No, he, he is. I think that he is going to run his political career at such a trajectory that we will not hear his name 10 years from now. Oh, God, He will, no. he will God break no. himself into obscurity. He did all of this. I think he he did. He did. I, I'm stealing from Chapo on this, but he did the Warren thing. He did the I'm an Internet candidate really early and peaked. And that peak was before uh, (laughs) his opponent really ever hopped into the race. And the second that people are like, oh, wait, Trump's available. And he gets like 60 percent of the polling. Yeah, it's uh, 
And like I said, Trump will not face any charges, so he will be legally allowed to run. And then once he runs, he will win. Well, you can run from prison. Eugene yeah, Debs did he, it. I, 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 but you can't have your name on the ballot. I think he wouldn't win a writing campaign, but he will win if he is the checkbox. Oh, if he if he got like if he still had like Facebook ads going out while he's in jail, you could do a he could do a write-in campaign. I think. If, I mean, honestly, if he won a write-in presidency, that would be noteworthy. That would, but I, I don't think again. I don't think he's ever going to face any consequences because if we arrest a president, then like if we actually send them to jail, then we set a dangerous precedent that presidents are allowed to get in trouble, and we cannot have that. I mean, of course, the things that I mentioned earlier, there are like three uh, different um, things that he's being indicted on. The one being the Stormy oh, yeah, Daniels deal. Talked to, talk to Stormy Daniels, yeah. I can't remember what the second one was, but the third and probably oh, the walking the documents out of. Uh, oh yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the documents thing, and then they walked out of the White House. The third one is there's basically an F. I think it's FBI uh, investigation in Fulton County, Georgia, which of course is Atlanta, which is, if I'm not mistaken, where the state house is, where the governor's mansion is, where a certain governor, Mr. Kemp, uh, got a phone call saying, hey, I need you to, or was it the secretary? It was the secretary of state who got a phone call and said, I just need you to get me one more vote than Biden. That's it. Find these votes, which is, of course, I think those are racketeering charges that he's facing. So we'll see if they ever who knows if those ever actually come down the pipeline. I mean, I think that I think that we will get our we will definitely get our knickers in a twist over it. And it's going to be very evident that he did something wrong. And then somehow the courts will bungle the case and he will end up walking on a technicality and we will. Because, again, we can't actually see a president face consequences for their horrible actions because then all of them would have to. Biden's just going to preemptively pardon him in the name of, like, nonpartisanship or some shit. (laughs) Yep. And then lose to him and it'll be the funniest shit. Oh, God. Honestly, I am looking forward to the 2024 Biden-Trump rematch debates because they're going to be even more unhinged than the 2021s were. They're going to be – I'm going to create a drinking game. Dude, I watched – I think I watched – so the first Biden-Trump campaign – or debate i watched i was living in south philly at the time and i remember probably three questions before i blacked out i i just i i was like no i'm just chugging this 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 whiskey right here i can't deal with this you have to you have you have to watch it not with survive another debate you have to watch it not with any political view whatsoever you have to watch it as like a as like a independent a dialogue independent of politics for the enjoyment of the viewer yeah i want to see two geriatrics going what would you shut up, man? Uh, you're stupid, and I'm the smartest, most stable genius who's ever been any out here. And all your supporters are just a bunch of crybaby snowflakes. The people of America know who they want. A Whatever that was that he said. The most important thing, the most important principle Americans have is. Well, you know the thing. At the foothill of the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They really just need to let, let him, him stay up after after <laughs> 4 p.m. And just let him give him, give him a microphone. Him oh, my God. We should have Biden stream. Oh, oh Biden Twitch they streams. Should... After. Give Biden a Mountain Dew and make him do a Twitch stream. Oh, my God. He would his head would explode. <laughs> it would be the funny. We, we have him stream over like a, one of those wildly uh, sickness inducing first person shooters. Yep. He just got so much vertigo. But yeah, like we said, it's bad. Uh, pedophilia is getting more and more OK. But every other you know, group of people 
because I mean, we have to. Res- That's funny. We, have, we can ostracize trans people. We can ostracize people for any kind of race, gender identity, anything like that. Ostracize the hell out of them. But oh, pedophiles—they're just people too. They, they, their identity should be respected. That's the trajectory <sighs> we're heading in this country, and it's gonna get worse from here. So go vote, everybody. Clearly, that'll fix it. Everybody, you got to remember the most important thing you can do is vote vote they definitely won't kick the person out that you voted for yeah and i mean if as a supplement to voting you wanted to radicalize your neighbors um you know i might be 40 million times more useful but you know maybe try a little bit of you know figuring out how the people you work with are thinking maybe figure out "Mm, do you you need something talk with your coworkers. maybe find a maybe find a communist organization in your area that uh, actually takes action and doesn't just sit down and have meetings and muffins. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't just do a book club. As much as I love my book club, you know. It's not, <laughs> you're, not, you're not implementing change. I mean, more power to you if it's something you want to do because it's talking to like my, like my yeah, people. Read. It's like, you know, it's low stress. It's it's good for learning. But you're you're not pushing the needle. You're not changing anything. You got to, I mean, admittedly, you know, talking to people is talking to people and all oh, that. But and especially because people are more unhinged with every passing day. I can understand if you don't want to do it, but. That if you if you radicalize two people, then you have done more than a lifetime of voting ever will. And yeah, just keep y'all keep yourselves healthy. Keep yourselves as as good as possible in this time. It's important just for your personal life and for any venturing out into the world that you do. You have to there's a, uh, you have to find a good credo to live by, and we think ours is one of the better ones out there. Just every day, know that you're surrounded by and that you should go forth with love and solidarity. Love and solidarity, y'all. It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk. So I am told.